Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. We have a special show today. We're going to be talking about uh, billionaires who want to depopulate the earth. We're also going to be talking about how to help the souls in purgatory. What a great thing that is, especially in the month of November. We're also going to be praying for the Pope in a special way because Pope Francis asked thousands of children. There were 7,000 of them at St. At the St. Paul Center uh, Hall in Rome. Uh, no, he didn't talk to them about Jesus. You know what he talked about? Are you ready? Yeah. Na- everybody chant, nature is our future at the Vatican event. Crazy. Now I see my good friend <laughs> Taylor Marshall. I want to say thank you for joining us here on the Terry and Jesse show. You're a, a man that we have been working with over the years promoting the Catholic faith uh, the the truths of the faith, and I thank you for what you have done and all the writings. I have to tell you, your St. Thomas Aquinas free booklets that you give out and those programs, very, very helpful for Catholics. So may God bless you and your, your wonderful family, because I do, I'm a, actually, I'm a listener to your podcast, and I will just tell people right now, and I know hands down, they need to be listening to Taylor Marshall, and there's only a handful of us out there, unfortunately, Taylor, that are trying to promote full-time, the Catholic faith. So I thank you for that. Thank you, Terry. Great to be with you. Great to be with you, too. And we're going to have a special quote from Fulton Sheen that I don't think anybody's heard before. Also, Bishop Athanasius Snyder, a good friend of the Opus Angelorum, which I'm a member of, I'm going to quote him and promote his new catechism that he's putting out through Tan Books. So keep that going. Also, Jesse, i got to say the good-to-know file before I give the good to know file, my secretary will 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 remiss me if I don't remind everybody. This Friday's our 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 fundraiser here at the Virgin Most Powerful Center, our Sacred Heart Chapel. We're going to be doing on November 10th a, a little presentation on 15 part documentary featuring Jesse Romero and all the Liberal Christie team, Kyle Clement and Dan Schneider. We did the filming over the week over the summer. And we're going to show that showcase that Friday evening at 6.30 after the rosary. And so if you would like to take a look at some of the auction items, go to vmpr.org and check out. I think I've got one here, Mr. Engineer, in the studio B. Uh, we have an image of the nativity scene that lights up. And, you know, put great time to put that out in the front of your house. And you can Amen. auction that out uh, by on Friday after 6.30. Take a look at our website, and you can see all the things we're Actually, we got Chad, Father Chad Ripperger. We got a dinner with him that we're auctioning off with Jess Romero and this bald-headed old man, Terry. So got lots of good things going on. Jesse, just for the good-to-know file, and I mean, this is... I, wait a minute, you guys. I got to say, uh, good-to-know file, good-to-know file. I talk about California and all the you know problems of, of uh, shrinkage, they call that in the industry, where people steal things. I just found out... That 73% increase in the first six months in Dallas, Texas. Now, I don't know. I hope they don't take anything from California. You Texans, keep those Californians out because you don't want what's going on out here. So that's something that I just wanted to bring up. Also, I wanted to bring up that the House of Representatives reported that something that you and I and all of us have been talking about, that uh, the censor of conservative post before 2020's election. We knew it was going on. We remember all that. But now it's coming out to show that that is the case. And then the last thing I'm going to say, and I'll turn it over to you, Jesse. 
The fallout from Pope Francis' suspension of ordinations by France's most faithful bishop. Okay, here's a bishop who's ordaining Catholic priests for the traditional Latin Mass. Now, you guys correct me, but I read this, that half the people who go to Mass in the, in the country of France go to a traditional Latin Mass. Now, does that tell you something? Now, I'm only saying this because I've heard some bishops tell the Holy Father when he says, you've got to knock it off. He says, Holy Father, if we stop having Trinitine Masses, no one's going to be going to Mass in France, so we can't. We have to continue. So I just think that we need to pray for Pope Francis because much of what he's doing is undermining the deposit of faith. And, you know, I'm not in management. I'm in sales. But I want to just point this out because the vigor of Christ is not the superior of Christ. He made a promise when he was ordained to promote the deposit of faith. And when he's not doing that, out of charity, we need to call him out. I'll turn it back to you, Jess. Amen. Hey, uh, well, I, I want to just give kudos to the good people in Texas over here. What's going on? Because it looks like the Texas Rangers just won the World of course. 2023 World Series. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and tell guess, us why. They, are, tell us what, what they did. Top players. What's that, Terry? No, tell us what the Rangers haven't done that all other baseball regarding gay night, you know, homosexual night. Well, they didn't hey, do listen, that. What's different about the Rangers from all the other baseball teams? So, the Texas Rangers, yep. just down the street from here, the only major league baseball team in 2023. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did not do Pride Month in June. Good. Did not put the rainbow into their logo, you know, like the teams. They'll yeah. put, they'll incorporate that in yeah. that. Sure. Did not do any LGBT on their uniform or any of their marketing, yeah. any of their sales. And they did not have the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence here. <laughs> the Good. only team, they win the World Series. And let me just say, they were not favored at the beginning no, of the weren't. season they to be were. a good team. Yeah. You know who was favored to win it all? The Dodgers. Yeah, and what happened to the Dodgers in the first round of the playoffs? They got taken out. Gone. Gone. So I just, you know, this is just one, this is like the sixth argument for God that the Texas <laughs> Rangers, Thomas Aquinas would incorporate this into the Summa. I love that it. That in 2023, I love it. the Texas Rangers, <laughs> who didn't even win their division, they were a wild card team. Yeah. Win it all. And they're the only team that did not genuflect and bow the knee to the most powerful corporate agenda this year. God bless them. They're the ones that did it. And I think God gave them special graces, preternatural power over their baseball bats, <laughs> strengthening <laughs> the hands of the pitchers, yes. the breaking balls, and to win it all. And uh, it was Crazy. awesome. My wife and I got to go to game one. Oh, wow. And we and the Rangers won in the 11th inning wow. with the home run. It was awesome. Great. Well, thanks, uh, Taylor, for giving us that information. I agree. Being in Los Angeles, trust me, I'm no Dodger fan. All right. Hey, Jesse, anything else before we get some soul food in our soul? Yeah, yeah. I guess, Since we got Taylor, we got a biblical scholar here. Absolutely. I'm going to let him give us a, a little bit of exegesis on today's gospel and the Novus Ordo Mass. Yes. Uh, uh, I pulled it up here. I got it. If you want to read it and tell us something that jumps out that we should key in on as Catholics. You want me to read the whole gospel? Yeah, yeah. It's gospel short. of Luke, chapter 14 to 25 gospel, to 33. Yep. The gospel of our Lord according to St. Luke. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus, mm -hmm. and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, 
wife and children, brothers and sisters, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Mm. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Which of you wishing to construct a tower does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there is enough for its completion? Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlooker should laugh at him and say, this one began to build, but did not have the resources to finish. Or what king marching into battle would not first sit down and decide whether with 10,000 troops he can successfully oppose another king advancing upon him with 20,000 troops. But if not, while he is still yet far away, he will send a delegation to ask for peace terms. In the same way, every one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus right. Christ. Amen. Taylor, I'll tell you what jumps out at me in that, and I want to hear from you. Self-detachment. Oh, yeah. Is that throughout, throughout the course of our life, as we go through the three phases of the interior life, the purgative, the illuminative, and the unitive stage, we have to get to the unitive stage to enter into the presence of God. And that's why I think purgatory is the grace of God, God's final rush of sanctification in the soul, because most of us will not reach that unitive state where we're self-detached. Am I something? Absolutely. And the hard part for this one, I think everyone should be rightfully troubled. This is a hard teaching because it says, unless you hate father and mother, mm -hmm. wife, children, brothers, sisters, you hate your wife, you hate your parents. No, I Do don't. Do you hate your kids? No, I don't. So why is G this is like the most anti-family <laughs> message, right? And I think the key is, is at the end, hate your own life. And then the very next verse, you must carry your cross. So it's he's amplifying the language here to say, unless you are willing to give it up and put everything second place mm. to me, right? And put Jesus so high on the throne that when people look at that, they're like, man, compared to how much he loves Jesus, it's almost like he hates his own mm. wife and kids because look how far he exalts. It's Jesus. Hebrew hyperbole. Exactly. exactly. It's it just like what we we're talking about in your first segment when Jesus says, you know, it's better to pluck out your eye, cut off your hand. You have to understand how the Old Testament teaches and reads scripture and these kind of rabbinical, Hebraic, rhetorical effects that they're bringing in. So, of course, one of the Ten Commandments is honor your father and mother. St. Paul says, if you don't take care of your wife and kids, you aren't even worthy to be called a Christian, mm. right? Mm. So th that's definitely not what Jesus Christ is teaching. What he's teaching is you have to set your priorities in such a way that your obedience to Christ would not only be looking like, man, he is so in love with Jesus, but that you would actually take up carrier cross to be killed. Him. Hold that thought, Taylor. We'll be right back. We're in Jesse's show. Stick around. Good stuff to come. Been, been out there. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. We have our special guest, Taylor Marshall, Jess Romero. I want to bring the smartest guy into the room right now, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Full Sheen ahead. 
I don't think you guys have ever heard this story about peace. We got wars going on in, the, in uh, Russia and, and Ukraine, and then we got the war in the Middle East. Here's what Bishop Sheen says about peace. When Chile and Argentina were about to go to war, it was the suggestion of a woman that the cannons of the two nations be melted and made into a statue of Christ and placed in the Andes at the border of each and called the Christ of the Andes. And it bears this inscription. Sooner shall these mountains crumble than the pack of peace entered into at the feet of Christ between these two nations shall be broken. And gentlemen, that pack has never been broken. So I think we could heed Bishop Sheen's point about how do we bring peace? It's only through Jesus Christ. Your thoughts? Amen. And that's a problem right now. And I don't want to deviate too much into that. What's going on in the Middle East yeah. from, from a, from a 30,000 helicopter view yeah. is the Jews and the Muslims, mm -hmm. both of them reject Isaiah chapter nine, verse five and six, yeah. Christ, the, uh, right. the, Christ, the Prince of peace. Mm -hmm. And so, so long as, both of them remain with that obstinate, stubborn, uh, you know, heart of Pharaoh yep. and reject the lordship and kingship of Christ, which we're going to talk about in the last segment. Yep. There's never going to be peace in the Middle East. Well uh, and so and the Muslims have a, an historian false view of Jesus. They got a false Jesus. Right. They admit he's, you know, just a prophet, a nice teacher, et cetera. And then the Jews or at least the Orthodox Jews and the conservative Jews, they reject Christ's claims as Messiah. Mm -hmm. To reject the Prince of Peace, you're going to reap a whirlwind upon yourself. That works. Taylor, your thoughts? Yeah, the very first words Jesus said to the apostles on the first Easter Sunday after he rose from the dead was, peace be with exactly. you. Exactly. So that is, you know, wow. God, Jesus Christ, the eternal son of God, could have chosen anything to say. Yeah. He could have said, let's institute, let's talk about the mass. Let's talk, you know, the, he chose his words to the apostles when he wow. rose again. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. My peace be with you. And then, you know, in Hebrew and in, in Middle Eastern culture, how do you greet people? Shalom. That's right. Shalom, brother. Shalom. Right. Shalom. Peace. Even the earth, the, the Muslims do yeah. it. Yeah, that's just sure. how you do it. Yeah. And the root and the word Jerusalem has the word salam, which is shalom, it's peace. Yep. Right. So peace is at the center of everything. How can you take a Muslim, a Jew, and they reject the Prince of Peace? They reject the resurrection of Jesus, where he says, yep. My peace be with you, which by the way is recited in every single Catholic Mass yep. after the consecration. The peace of the Lord be always with you, which is the exact words from John's gospel, chapter 20. Amen. Amen. So there's, there is no human way to achieve peace in the Holy Land, in Jerusalem, without the king of Jews who rose from the dead. That's it. That's over. doesn't matter how many politicians, doesn't matter how many billions you take from our tax dollars and throw it over there. It's not going to work. It doesn't, it doesn't have a financial or political solution. No. Well yeah. said. And, yeah. and later, later we're going to have Bishop Strickland, America's bishop, on our fourth segment to talk about the kingship of Christ. I recorded it yesterday, and I don't want to wait till next Tuesday. I really want folks to hear from America's bishop because we need that kind of leadership in the church today. Jesse, let's talk about a topic you picked about billionaires want to depopulate the earth. 
You got a you got a network of billionaires. They've been meeting every single year for the last couple of years. It's it's a good old boys club. Yep. It's not only good old boys club because Oprah Winfrey's part of it. <laughs> but you know you have these billionaire philanthropists from the you know guys from the Rockefeller Foundation. Yep. Uh, you got Warren Buffett, David Rockefeller, George Soros, Michael Bloomberg, Ted Turner, Oprah Winfrey, and many more. These people have. They they have this uh, God complex. They believe that they can determine who lives and who dies. And why do I say that? Because they meet once a year in New York to talk about how to depopulate the planet. Uh, it, and it reminds me of uh, of these uh, this monument that the Masons had over in Georgia, where the Ten Commandments of the Masons, Commandment Number One, was saying we have to shrink the world to about 500 million people. That's a half a, half a billion people. And so these, these secular humanists, these godless secular humanist pagans, they're trying to pool their money together to try to find ways to depopulate the earth. And they're doing it. I'll tell you how many, how they're doing it. Contraception. Yep. Abortion. Wars. Big pharma. Yep. Uh, the whole transgender movement, because these kids, these people are not going to get married and have children because they're, you know, so-called men are marrying men and women marrying women. Uh, these billionaires are pooling all their intellectual firepower and their money together to try to find a way to, to depopulate planet Earth. Because all of these guys, these globalists, these guys are all, if you don't worship God, the one true God, like St. Paul says in the book of Romans, chapter one, you're going to end up worshiping the creation. Comments, Taylor? Excellent point. It's it's. Yes, they said they want to save the planet, but these guys, think about if you had a billion dollars, Jesse. Yeah. Okay. You can do anything on earth, right? Yeah. And you are exempt. Your friends, you have you have given to the campaign funds of everybody on earth, right? They're all in your pocket. Yep. What would be, if you were an evil billionaire, what would be more of a of a exciting thing than to be the Grim Reaper? Mm. I get to decide which nations perish, which wow. populations, wow. which demographics. You know, we were talking about earlier Ohio and this horrible thing that has happened with the right. with votes, and you know, they're putting abortion in their constitution, and how how wicked all this is. And it goes back to Margaret Sanger. You know, what was it called? The the, the Negro Extermination Project. The Negro Extermination Project. Right. At least she was out in the open. Yeah. These guys are behind closed doors. But uh, it's the same yes. thing. When you have all this the, is the human extermination project. You have all the money in the world. You've done everything in this good old boys group. You now get to be the one who turns out the lights on people, on civilizations. I think they get off on it. These people are drunk with power. It's, it's just like the, the the Santa Muerte cult. Yeah. Right, they are worshiping death. Yeah, and it's like it's like Nero used to, uh, you know, light up his his uh, palace with Catholic Christians as yes. he would tie them up to poles and snakes, and he would put pitch and tar on them. And they said that he would be playing music and singing as people were burning around yeah. him. Th these people are a full of themselves. That's right. And and b they're just drunk with power. They enjoy it. Yeah. I want to add one more item that the article didn't include, and that is the wars that were going on. We can go way back. All wars are tied into economics, okay? And economics deal with population. So if we want to 
start a war. Look what World War One, World War Two. Look at all these wars of how many people died. What did that do? It moved the football closer to the goal for these globalists. And so war and money go together. That's my take. I, I think it's I think it's pretty simple. You got uh, again Raytheon, Boeing, Lockheed. Northrop. I'm not saying that good people don't work there. No, okay? no, I'm sure there's good people that work there, but I'm saying the ones that the 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 ones that move the levers of power in those companies, yeah. the industrial war complex. These guys, they call up their lobbies, they call up their politician friends, and they're saying, you know what? Uh, we need to grease the machines. We we need a war. We need a war. And by the way, if you vote for the war congressman and senator, if you do, uh, there will be a nice little donation at the end of the year when you're going to re run for re-election. Re that's the way it works. Right. And this is why, this is why a lot of, again, congressmen and, and, and senators, these guys are warmongers because they know that they're going to get a, little, a sizable donation at the end of the year. It's it's an ugly big business. If people would follow St. Augustine's principle on the just war theory, yeah. one of them being is you have to you have to have a certain degree of certainty that you're going to be able to win That's right. this just war uh, instead of instead of entering these endless wars in the Middle East and, and across the pond, which we have. There's no end game to these these wars. Thomason? Yeah. And if you think about if you're a billionaire, yeah, you've eaten at the best restaurants, the best chefs, the best hotels, the best car. You're out of things to do. It's almost like a video game, wow. but it's real. Wow. And you are getting to start wars, end wars, move money around wow. populations, and you're injecting experimental. Mm. I don't know what we can say online right now, but you're injecting experimental Focus. pharmaceutical. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, into people and watching to see what happens. Like, this is sick. It is sick. It is. This sick. is like a child tormenting animals for fun. Right. And, and just so you know, LifeSite News, I like to plug all kinds of orthodox groups, as you probably know. They have an article, like a documentary on the history of war and money. And mm -hmm. I think that, have you guys seen that yet? Because I watched it. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's excellent. It really shows how the globalists really orchestrate all these wars and that they have motivation of money and also depopulation. And some people would say that's a conspiracy. You know what? The facts are the facts, man. And I think that... the the quicker we wake up to see that these people are evil, we have to call it for what it is. I think the better it'll be. And also, don't forget to implement Our Lady of Fatima's peace plan when it comes to war. Unless that, don't forget that. Go ahead, guys. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, naive, and, and, and I'm not here to say that some wars aren't justified. I actually think we, oh. that's, that's debates people could have. Yes, I think World War II was justified. Of course, it was. Uh, and, and so, and 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 there's a lot of wars again. In times past, I think the uh, the revolt against uh, Mexico, against the government, that was a just war. The Cristero revolt, oh, big time. Uh, you know, so the Crusades uh, for two hundred years, that was a just war. Yep, trying to beat off uh, invaders coming into Catholic territory, Islamic invaders coming into Catholic territories, that was a just war. Sure. So even the Book of Ecclesiastes talks about there's a time for everything. Exactly. You know, even a time for war. And so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna completely throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. What I'm seeing though is that in the last couple of decades in my lifetime in our country that I love, and I'm a patriot and I'm a conservative, but I'm more than that. I'm a Catholic. I'm a man of faith, and I think a lot of the, the wars in our country in the last couple of decades, as I've been an adult, uh, we've been getting into endless wars in the Middle East and across yep. the pond that we have no business being involved in. 
That's I my agree. take. I agree. Taylor, I want to just give an opportunity for people to tie into your ministry. Can you just take a minute and tell us what you have available on your website, not just your podcast, but you have resources that I think people need to know about. Could you please do that for me? Yeah, thank you, Terry. Thank you for the opportunity. I mean, we're just we're trying to make make the world more Catholic mm -hmm. and make the church um, realize and all of her beauty. Yeah, you know, and, and the reasons why we love serving Jesus Christ in the Catholic Church, and right. you know, there's there is a lot of confusion and a lot of difficulty in our time, but there's also just the perennial, eternal clarity of who is Christ. Amen. What is the gospel? Um, what is the church and how we get to heaven? And, and if we can focus on that, um, we're going to have joy and we're going to find ourselves together in heaven. So, yeah, I mean, if people are interested, they can uh, follow my podcast uh, that's on YouTube but um, or TaylorMarshall.com. Awesome. We'll be right back with more on the Terry and Jesse show. Stay with us. I got that. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. We're having a fireside chat right here with Dr. Taylor Marshall, Jess Romero, and Terry Barber. I want to remind everybody the 2024 Spiritual Warfare Conference. I got an all-star lineup, all right? We lead off with Bishop Joseph Strickland, and second up is Father Chad Ripperger, third, Dr. Dan Snyder, and then Kyle Clement and Jess Romero. I mean, it doesn't get... I'm the B team, bro. I'm, I'm, the, uh, yeah. I'm the water boy, but hey, well, I'm glad you mentioned me yeah, in that you, lineup. That's what you say, but I don't see it that way, brother. And uh, you know what? I think it's a it's going to be a fantastic... You know, the only guy that we were missing is the guy ne uh, to your left, uh, Taylor Marshall. Yeah, so maybe exactly. maybe one You're day right. he'll join us on a spiritual warfare conference. So we do this, Taylor, every year okay. here in California. We got about we got room for about 1,400 people to come. So that's, a, that's, a, that's an invite if you haven't figured that out yet, Taylor. I'd love to come, Jerry. That sounds amazing. <laughs> God love you. Let's hey, talk. Terry, yeah. I want to ask Taylor. He wrote a simple, you, you alluded to it. He wrote a simple little booklet that's free on online that's helped so many people that I know. Uh, I give it out like hotcakes. Oh, yeah. And it's also helped a lot of priests. It's a 50-page PDF that you put together. One of the best. How to understand St. Thomas. Tell us a little bit about that yeah, and that, how, people yeah. get, how people can access it. Right. Yeah, you I mean, Thomas Aquinas is just the centerpiece of our philosophy and theology as Catholics. I thought Father yes. Ron. No, not Father okay, Ron. Okay, I thought that's, he was. That's wrong. That's okay. wrong. Thomas Aquinas, you know, at the Council of Trent, they had the Bible and the Summa on the altar. I mean, that was that's the focus. Can't go wrong with that. But 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 to get into the Summa, it, yeah. it's a little tough. All right. It's like you go into the gym for the first time. You don't really, there's all this equipment and you're like, I don't really know how all this works, right? But I want to get jacked. Yeah. So I wrote this book, it's called Thomas Aquinas in 50 Pages, mm -hmm. and I've taught high school and college, and I thought to myself, what, what is it that people need so that they can sort of immerse themselves into the philosophy and theology of Thomas Aquinas? So I wrote a 50-page book. Awesome. Short, you can read it in one or two sittings, and it kind of is the cheat code. It unlocks the themes in Thomas Aquinas, the vocabulary, the contours, and if you just read that short little booklet, you can now jump into the Summa Theologiae or other writings by Thomas Aquinas, and you kind of already have the worldview, the yeah. vocab, and all that ready. So if people are interested in that, I'll, it's free. Go to taylormarshall.com. On the right side of the page, you can just click on it there, and you can get the PDF. Or you can also buy it on Amazon, but if you want to just get the free version, it's free. taylormarshall.com, you can get the PDF, and it has a vocab list at the back. It has awesome. recommended reading to go go to the next level. So 
that's all there to you for free. Just want to make the world a more, more optimistic place. Amen. Hey, boy, amen to that. Boy, we do do we need that more than ever? Yeah. Okay. Let me, ask, let me let me let me ask Taylor yeah. um, about his best-selling book, Infiltration. Oh yeah, no, that's what, what, what <laughs> impelled you to write that book. What was what were some of the things that were going on in your mind or even in the culture that says, you know what, this is a book that needs to be written? Well, I before I was Catholic, I was a Protestant minister, all right? I was an Episcopalian priest. Yes. And I studied and prayed my way into the Catholic Church by the grace of the Holy Spirit. Our Lady was with me, pushing me along. <laughs> and I love being Catholic. I wouldn't, it's the pearl of great price, right? Give up yeah. everything and get the Eucharist and get the Catholic Church. Oh, yeah. Yes, 100% every day. Mm -hmm. But, you know, something happened in 2018 and 19. We had the summer of shame. Yeah. That's right. At McCarrick, you know, I had met McCarrick when I first became a Catholic. Wow. And all these things, in fact, McCarrick was going to try to help me get ordained as a Catholic priest because I'd been an Episcopal priest. I'd met with him in his office and all this stuff came out. And I was like, how can this be the one true faith, yeah. true Christianity? And yet the number one bishop and cardinal in America is a pedophile, uh, sex addict, embezzler, all this evil stuff. Like, mm -hmm. how does a man, he didn't do that alone. People helped him. That's right. In, and in America to get up there. So I was like, you know what? For myself, for my family, and for everyone I know, I need to research and understand how this can be the true church. You would never leave the Catholic church, right? It is the ark of salvation. You would never leave. But we have to understand, how did the, how did this evil get in here? Right? So, I just went on a journey of history and academic study, what happened. And the fruit of that study was about a 200 page book called Infiltration, which was the number one bestseller, still hugely popular book. And it kind of goes back over the past 200 years on the strategies of the communists, of the French Revolution, everything that was happening after the 1700s into the 1800s of undermining the seminaries, the convents, the bishops, the Vatican, the cardinals, every all the pressure that was being put on the church on the inside to infiltrate the church and bring it into an agenda that is conformable to globalism, liberalism, everything wrong in the world. And sadly, that's what we're seeing, not just with Cardinal McCarrick, we're seeing with the synod on synodality. We're seeing it with the persecution of Bishop Strickland. Yeah. Mm, right. We're seeing it with the appointment of Cardinals where you're like, how is that man representing the beauty and the fullness of the Catholic tradition? He's opposed to us. Why is James Martin being promoted? Yeah. And good priests being demoted and laicized. Yeah. So this is a big question that we Catholics have to answer. And I just wanted to do a responsible, academic, historical account of why we got here. And the end of the book is, do not leave the church. Yeah. Here is how we double down. And I take the analogy from Ezra and Nehemiah. When they came back to Jerusalem after the Babylonian exile, mm -hmm. they had to rebuild Jerusalem, rebuild the temple. And they appointed men had shovels. And we're rebuilding and picking up bricks with one hand and holding a sword in the other because their enemies were coming to attack them. We have to rebuild Catholic civilization, right? With the sword in one hand, which is the scripture, rosary, traditional piety, right? We have to, Amen. we also, with the other hand, have to begin rebuilding. Yep.
And that's how the, that's how the, because a lot of people say, oh, infiltration, Taylor Marshall's book, it shows all the problems in the church. Yes, read to the end of the last two chapters. <laughs> and it explains all the beauty and how we get back to that. This, this is not a black pill. This is a white pill. Mm-hmm. This is a Christ pill. You got another book now. It's called The Antichrist. What's the full title of the book? Antichrist and Apocalypse. Good. Tell us about it. And it is a, you know, there's left behind. All the Protestants talk about the rapture and the book of Revelation and the mark of the beast. And they get, because they're not connected to the root, to the church fathers, they get a lot of the end time stuff incorrect. And it freaks Catholics out. They make, they make movies on this. Yeah, left behind. That, that have a big white, big audience. Right. And they, and they don't get everything right. And so there wasn't really a, a biblical, patristic church father's commentary on the book of Revelation. So I, and it's not sensational. I want to put together the book that gives you the historic Catholic take on every single verse of the book of Revelation. Wow, wow. So the first half of the book is all the church fathers detailing what is the Antichrist, who is the Antichrist. And the second part of the book is a line by line, every single verse in the book of Revelation with commentaries from the church fathers, the saints, and the popes. So like, you want to know what the mark of the beast is? Don't go to a Protestant televangelist. Exactly. Open up to my this book, my book, chapter you know 13, and you'll start reading what the church father said about who are the two witnesses, who is the beast from the sea, who is the beast from the land, what is the mark of the beast. You'll see quotes from St. John Chrysostom, St. Basil, St. Jerome, St. Augustine, awesome. Thomas Aquinas. So this is, if you really want to download the apocalypse and who the Antichrist is, don't go and find some Tim, Tim LaHaye. Tim LaHaye. And don't come and find me, Taylor Marshall. Who am I? Let's go back to the guys who have ST in front of their name. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. let's see what they say, because they're plugged into the Holy Spirit and the tradition much more than some somebody in the 1980s who's telling you that the locusts are Black Hawk helicopters. Ah, that's right. Mark of the Beast is uh, Bill Gates' microchip in your forehead, yeah. right? Let's go back and see what the actual Catholic teaching on this is. And people who have read it, here's what I like about it. They've read the book. Mm-hmm. They're like, man, I thought the book of Revelation was scary and depressing. I've read it now. I'm pumped. Of course. I'm a, I'm a Catholic, you know the I'm end of the story. Yeah. This is this is a good story. Yes. I've been, re- I've been Revelation 19, 20, 21, and 22. Dude, you're pumped after that. Exactly. Oh, those four chapters, like you're like saying, sign me up, coach. Yeah. 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 So again, it's it's not, yes, we're just like an infiltration. We are dealing with the devil and with evil. That's in the apocalypse. But Jesus Christ is the alpha and the omega. He's the Amen. omega. Amen. So you read that and you, you're like, okay, I, it sounds difficult, but man, I, I would like to be a martyr. If of that's course. possible. Peter Grace, how can people buy, how can people Taylor, get the how, book? How can they get the book? Uh, Amazon.com, wherever Catholic books are sold. All right. It's called Antichrist and Apocalypse. And, and what's cool about it is when it came out, it was the number one book Good. on commentaries. It beat out all the Protestant commentaries. Awesome. Awesome. Congratulations. So like, the first time, maybe in human history. Yeah. Amazon, the number one Bible commentary book was a Catholic. Congratulations. Hey, can I quote Fulton Sheen? Because I think he pretty much says this back in 1948. He said this in 1948, and it's really for our current situation. He said, Satan will set up a counter church, will be the ape of the church. 
It will have all the notes, characteristics of the church, but in reverse, emptied of its divine content. The false prophet will have a religion without a cross, a religion without a world to come, a religion to destroy religions. There will be a counterfeit church. Christ's church will be one, and the false prophet will create the other. The false church will be worldly, ecumenical, and global. Hmm. It will be a loose federation of churches and religions forming some type of global association. Remember, this is 1948, gentlemen. A world... Pardon me? He nailed it. Yeah, he I nailed mean, it. That yeah. right there is both infiltration and antichrist. Yes, of course. It's both there, and Fulton Sheen saw it. Why did Fulton Sheen see it? Tell he, because he was plugged into to authentic Catholicism. Yeah. He, has, well, he had a PhD in, 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 in Thomistic philosophy. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So Levain, he understands the, the flow of tradition. And even, he wasn't even in 2023, but even in his time, yeah. in, the, in the early, mid-1900s, he could see with his proper training, he was wearing the proper goggles. Yeah. yeah. He was a true Catholic. He could see and he could he could tag everything, the ape of the church, awesome. the ecumenical, all yeah. that. Full and here's the final thing he said, the mystical body on earth today will have a Judas Iscariot and it will be the false prophet. Satan will recruit him from where? He says, the bishops. Oh my God. I didn't say it, Taylor of Jess. Bishop Sheen said, I happen to agree with him. When we come back talking about bishops, let's bring in Bishop Joseph Strickland, America's bishop, to talk about Christ the King, and then let's talk about how we can all entrust ourselves to Jesus. Stay with us, family. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Indeed, we have our good friend, Dr. Taylor Marshall with Jesse. And I just want to uh, say that Bishop Strickland has a weekly show right after the Terry and Jesse show every Tuesday. And I got to tell you, out of all the bishops I've ever I've met in America, I've never met a bishop who's so centered on Jesus Christ and truth than Bishop Strickland. So if you want to hear his show, go to vmpr.org and download hundreds of shows. I've been doing this for years with him. And, uh, you know, birds of the feather flocking together. I have no problem. People say, you're associated with that bishop? I say, yeah, you know why? Because he believes in the supernatural teachings of the Catholic faith. He's a bishop that I really believe that has a commitment to share the gospel in a way that many others don't. So what I'd like to do, guys, is I'd like to set up what Bishop Strickland told me yesterday about Christ the King's Feast Day and why it's important. And then let's talk a little bit about our own uh, insights into Christ the King. So, Mr. Engineer, play that clip. And Bishop Strickland, if I can just wrap it up with you in these last five minutes, uh, getting people to entrust themselves to our Lord uh, by giving their lives to our, our Lord, saying, Jesus, I trust in you. I'm going to give everything to you. Uh, you know, I'm going to uh, be disciplined with my prayer life. I'm going to take time every day as a regiment to pray, to spend time with the, our Lord in the Eucharist, to get my rosary and pray my daily rosary for world peace, just exercising the faith. And it seems to me, Bishop Strickland, correct me if I'm wrong again, that people need regiment in their life. They need discipline. And the world is such a, uh, I mean, we could spend our life on the phone, being on YouTube, just watching one video after another, and and that's it. Or... We can say, look, I am going to make a commitment to our Lord that I want to know him more intimately. 
I'm going to frequent the sacraments once a month, at least go to confession. I went on first Saturday with my wife, and I got to tell everybody, you got. I, I went to confession, I did my holy hour, I went to mass, prayed my rosary, and my wife and I drove off to Arizona after that. And I said to my wife while I'm driving, honey, we, we're in great shape. We're living in the presence of God. Literally, we just did our, our first Saturday devotion. I am so happy that God gave is so merciful for me to be able to do that. I want to encourage people to frequent the sacraments to find that love that you're talking about in Jesus Christ. It doesn't come just because someone tells you, isn't it? Doesn't it take effort on our part to give ourselves to Christ and take time to know him more intimately? Absolutely. And really, Terry, what I would encourage everyone listening, we're in the month of November. Yeah. November 26th, I'm going to keep emphasizing this because it just, in my prayer, it comes to me that we all need to reflect on the solemnity of Jesus Christ, King of the universe. Oh, I love it. Christ. And what you're talking about, what you did with your wife as you were getting ready to drive to Arizona, that is making Christ King of your daily life. Yeah. Not, you know, some other, not nothing. I mean, not wealth, not all the other things that can be attractive, not some world leader, not anyone, not any leader in the church or in the world. Christ has to be king of our lives. And if he is king of your universe, then you will begin to change what you do to honor the king, to honor his truth, and to honor him. There's so much blasphemy Mm. toward Christ. And and like we've talked about before, and I would encourage people of faith that are listening to, as we approach the feast of Christ the King, we believe he is king of the universe. We believe we want him to be king of our personal universe, of of the whole world that we live in. Mm -hmm. And I think that part of Honoring our king and worshiping our king is to offer prayers of reparation and atonement for the blasphemies and the desecrations of our king in the world today. Too often, either condoned or even promoted from within the church, and certainly from the world itself. Mm. I mean, there's all kinds of things going on, like you were saying about those young people praying the rosary, 200 of them at Notre Dame University, praying in reparation <laughs> for the blasphemy of having this drag uh, show yeah. on a Catholic university dedicated to Our Lady oh. and her son. Yeah. And what blasphemy. So let us make Christ truly king of our lives. And we can feel overwhelmed and we can feel, what can I do? But all of us can say, for me and my household, Amen. we're going to honor Christ the King, <laughs> and we're going to worship God and honor the Father through His Son in their spirit. We can all do that. The more the more of us that do that, the more the world is transformed by that grace that God makes available to all of us. What a way to end the show, Bishop Strickland. Christ the King. Oh my! Viva Cristo Rey! Cristo Rey! Long live Christ the King! And again, I want to also recommend something I forgot too. The month of November is the for the poor souls in purgatory, 
And so let's don't forget them. And think about this. You got some benefits. If you pray for the poor souls in purgatory, not just during November, but all your life, those souls that come out of purgatory because of your prayers, hey, they're going to be praying for you. Bishop Strickland, how about a blessing for our audience before we have to run? We, we can. Almighty God, we thank you for this opportunity to reflect on the love and the truth that you have revealed to us. Help us to treasure the deposit of faith present in our Catholic Church. Continue to grow and learn ourselves and to share that truth with others. May the work of Virgin Most Powerful Radio continue to bring all of us closer to your heart and to your Son and Spirit. May the Queen of Saints, the Blessed Virgin Mary, intercede for us. And we ask this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, this is the kind of bishop I'm looking for. You guys wonder why I get pumped when I have a show every week with this bishop? It's because he believes, Taylor and Jesse, this is a bishop who actually believes in the supernatural, not just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a job. No, he sees it as God calling him to lead people to Jesus Christ. What a novel idea. Your thoughts? Taylor, talk a little bit about Revelation 19. You wrote that book on the Antichrist. Revelation 19 extols Christ as the king. What are some of the fathers of the church? How do they comment on Revelation 19? Yeah. The key to Revelation 19 is you have to understand that St. John is really see his vision in the apocalypse, which culminates in 19, 20, 21, towards the end of the apocalypse. It's really the sequel. It's part two of the prophet Daniel. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. So if you don't understand that, you're going to go into the book of Revelation and you're just confused, right? But if you read Daniel chapter two, Daniel chapter seven, and you start to understand how the Old Testament Jews were looking forward to the son of man who will come on the clouds in his ascension and receive dominion over every tribe, tongue, and nation over and defeat the four beasts that are described in the book of Daniel. Unless you understand all that, you're not going to get it. So really, when you get into the last three chapters of the apocalypse, you are seeing part two of Daniel. Wow. What's so beautiful and cool about the end of the New Testament is you're finally seeing how it will all be in the end. And Christ is a king. He has a sword coming out of his mouth. He's on a white horse. Wow. He's crowned. It says on him, he is the Logos, the word of the Father. He's the word of God. And he comes triumphant as king. That is the identity of Jesus Christ at the end. He came as a lamb the first time. He comes as a lion the second time, roaring, taking dominion over everything that was lost by the first Adam. He is the second Adam. And he is restoring all things in him. And crushing nations under his feet like grapes, unbelieving nations, With right? iron rod. Which iron comes Taylor, forward. how can people get that book again? Please tell us. Uh, Catholic bookstores, Amazon.com, Antichrist and Apocalypse. If you want to get excited about being a Christian and a Catholic, yeah. read Antichrist and Apocalypse. You might look at this title and be like, that's scary. I don't re- read that book. Got apocalypse, it. by the way, apocalypse is a Greek word. Apo meaning take away. Yeah. Apocalypse means hidden, ah. right? So veil. Apocalypse means taking away the veil. Taking away the veil. And now you're seeing reality and history in the end of the world the way God sees it. Excellent. 
That's apocalypse. Fantastic. I, I, I think that's a good book study for anybody out there oh, around the country. Oh, yeah. Men that have book studies. Yep. This is the book to study for this year, yes. for 2020. And we got a workbook coming out because people, they're doing book studies on it. And they're like, we need a workbook. So we got a workbook that's almost done. Oh, that's so excellent. People want to do a, a, it's not out yet, but they want to do a book study. There'll be a workbook, which will help you kind of move through awesome. it. You just let me let you know so I can put out the Absolutely. version of those powerful Absolutely. books. Absolutely. We'd be know. happy to. Jesse, what state should we be living in? We're at the end of That's not I check. We need to live in the state of grace. Okay. How do we live in the state of grace, Jess? Give us your I'll five tell points. You how you live in a state of grace? Intimacy with Christ. Yeah. Pray the rosary every single day. Go to mass as often as possible. Make sure you get a spiritual tune-up. Go at least to monthly confession. Who said monthly confession? John Paul II, Archbishop Fulton Sheen, St. Padre Pio. Exactly. Uh, monthly confession for lay Catholic. That's a good tune-up. Daily examination of conscience, daily act of contrition before you go to bed. Read your Bible every single day. Ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. And make sure that you're showing up your interior life. Make sure you're adding penance and mortification to your interior life. Last night, he was, I was here with Taylor with a bunch of guys. We, we just knelt down and prayed the rosary. Awesome. You know, awesome. a bunch of guys. Uh, is it more comfortable praying the rosary on a couch? Yes. How about you're back on a bed? Yes. But how about getting on your knee yeah. and, and doing it with a bunch of men and hearing a bunch of baritone voices? Yeah. That's that's a type of mortification, little things like that we can do throughout the day. And Jesse, if I can add a couple things, ask Jesus Christ for more faith every day. People don't realize if you don't ask, you're not going to get. And then I want to recommend too about all the husbands and wives that are listening right now. Bishop Sheen wrote a book, Three to Get Married. He said this about marriage. He said... Your love for your wife will not last because you're strong. Your love will last because you have the power to renew it. Renew your marriage vows on a regular basis. Taylor, I'll give you the last word before I give our Lady of Fatima the last end. Your thoughts, final thoughts about living in the state of grace? Pray the rosary every day. We all need to be spending at least 20 minutes to 60 minutes a day praying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good at prayer, so the rosary is a chain. It's a pathway. It's a loop <laughs> that gets me. It's the training wheels on my prayer life. Amen. And it, that means I at least spend 20 minutes a day meditating on the on the biblical principles of the yeah. mysteries of the rosary yeah. and connected directly to Jesus and praying the, those are our fathers awesome. next to our lady at the foot of the cross, pray the rosary every day, or you're just not on a team. I love that line. I bet that line's been I use that line too. And don't forget, our lady of Fatima said souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make reparation. Sign me up. Let's make reparation for the salvation of souls and unite our sufferings with that eternal sacrifice of the Mass. We can participate in the salvific work by giving everything to Jesus through Mary. I want to thank Taylor for joining us here on the Taylor on the Carrie and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. May God richly bless you and your family.